The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. If adventure has a name, it must be Indiana Jones. Hi, this is Ed Dollister, and welcome to episode 14 of the IndyCast, your weekly look at Indiana Jones news from around the world. Well, before we get started, we've got one birthday to get through. It's Ray Winston who will be playing Mac in Indy 4. Ray will be turning 51 on February the 19th. Happy birthday, Ray. Now, it's been the biggest week for the IndyCast yet, so let's get straight into the news. Dr. Jones, now you must understand that this is all strictly confidential. Huh? I understand. Every clue he followed. These pages are taken from Professor Jones' diary, Your Highness. Archaeology is the search for fact, not truth. As if you didn't know, the indie trailer hit, and in a word, wow. Now, the majority of the news section is going to look at the indie trailer. So when I was reading uh, on the forums, the Rebel Scum forums, that is, that some people are avoiding the trailer as not to ruin anything, I thought I'd give everyone a fair warning that while I'm not going to give away anything to ruin the indie experience, I'm going to put out a spoiler warning just in case. Still with me? Great. Let's have a listen to the indie trailer now. So what did I think? 
Well, I think it was incredible to see new indie footage. I felt the tone was right, indie looked fantastic. In fact, in that shot, I think Ray Winston, who's like 15 years younger, looked practically older than indie. There were more thrills in that warehouse whip swing than in both National Treasure movies, and there was a lot in it without giving too much away, with some hints to what may come, like the magnetized Roswell cars. What's not to love about the silhouette shot as well? It's pure Spielberg. You can, as if you haven't already, find the trailer at indianajones.com and various sources around the web. Well, that's what I thought of the trailer, but what is the general buzz around the web? Well, E-Online have gathered together some fan reactions from online forums and emails, and the response has been pretty overwhelming. Here's a sample. A Paramount rep tells E! News that the response has been through the roof. What makes this really cool is it's kind of like watching your own dad kick butt. It's good to have you back, Indy, writes Spamster on Ain't It Cool News, which managed to also get a bootleg version just before the official version went live. Another contributor, Merrick, says, If the alien angle isn't played too heavily, and if there aren't too many one-liners, this could be fun. Now, a quick cinematical poll revealed that 59% of viewers thought the trailer was awesome. 32% thought it was pretty good, and only 4% thought it was not what I was expecting, while less than 3% didn't like it at all or didn't know who Indiana Jones was. Though I find it hard to believe that 3% of people haven't ever heard of Indiana Jones. You may as well say I haven't heard of Elvis Presley or Luke Skywalker. So what do you think? Email me your thoughts or check out the show notes and add to the discussion about the trailer on the forums. We'd love to hear from you. Speaking of the trailer, the guys at the Raider.net have found out that the MPAA, or the Motion Picture Association of America, have done some digital tweakings for the international versions of the trailers. In the USA version, there's a frame filling the American flag, but that's gone overseas. Also, in the international version, many Russian guns are aimed directly at Harrison Ford and Ray Winston, but in the US version, some of the guns have been tweaked to point down, while others have been edited out completely. Does it ruin the trailer experience? Well, no, not really. And don't worry, all those things are going to be actually in the movie. It's just interesting to point out. For more information, visit the show notes. IndyCast listener Matt has sent in a link to some new pics of Agent Sporko and Indy in his full glory, perhaps from the DK Eyewitness Guides. Check them out at the French language website, www.nibene.com. Adam McDaniel is a great tribute site to the late Richard Amsel. Amsel was one of the great movie poster artists of all time and is best known for his work on the Raiders poster and its reissue, as well as other classics such as Flash Gordon and The Sting. Check out the link in the show notes. And that's it for news this week. Indiana Jones, Tote and Cairo Swordsman action figures, each sold separately from Raiders of the Lost Ark Collection, new from Kenner. You know how long I've been looking for that? All your life? Dan Curto and crew are at the New York Toy Fair and, as always, have an excellent coverage of all things indie, and boy, there sure is a lot. Currently, they have a look at what's coming up with Hasbro, as well as a first look at Sideshow's 12-inch indie. I've added a pic of that to the Flickr page. But the best thing you can do is visit www.cooltoyreview.com to see for yourself. Remember, there are constant updates throughout the day, so make sure you head back often. Speaking of Hasbro, they've launched their Indiana Jones site where you can check out some of their roleplay toys, three and three quarter figures, and a pretty darn cool playset. Visit Hasbro.com forward slash Indiana Jones for a closer look. I will take the book now. What, what book? book? You have the diary in your pocket. There are pages torn out of this. This book contained a map. Where are these missing pages? This map. We must have these pages back. 
Indiana Jones magazine containing movie news, interviews with the cast and crew of Indiana Jones and much more will be coming to bookstores and magazine stands just in time for the new film. This lavish, colour photo filled 100 page magazine will be on sale on May 22nd featuring the Drew Struzan teaser poster art while a variant cover featuring a photo of Harrison Ford will be an exclusive available from Diamond Distributors at comic shops. Comic and Indiana Jones fans can look for the adaption of Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull to hit shelves and magazine racks to coincide with the film's worldwide release in May, but also the first issue of Indiana Jones Adventures. The Adventures title is along the lines of Dark Horse's imaginative and cartoon style Star Wars Clone Wars adventures that have been coming out for over the past two years, and it offers younger fans to get caught up in the world of Indiana Jones. I've put up a great image of the alternate Indie 4 comic book art by Dave Dorman, and there's also one of the Indie Adventures artwork on the IndieCast Flickr page. Don't worry, this is kids' play. Uh-oh. What did you do now, Indy? I think I turned it on. Indiana Jones, the video game. Pocket Gamer has a hands-on preview of the only Indie 4 game that is currently slated for release. Developed for mobile phones by THQ Wireless, graphically the game looks great, especially Indie in motion. For screenshots and impressions, visit the show notes. It's today's mail. It's been opened. Dr. Schneider, message from Berlin. We should have mailed it to the Marx Brothers. This week the inbox has really been overflowing, and as always, I really appreciate all the emails I've been getting, so thanks so much for the feedback. Last episode I was trying to remember an alias of Han Solo that was an anagram of Indiana Jones. Well, as usual, you guys came to the rescue. The first email I got, which was from Mike, which was in my inbox about 30 minutes after the show went live, Mike wrote, Hey Ed, I'm not sure I'm not the first one to email you with this, but the Indiana Jones anagram you're thinking of is Genos Idanian. From what I hear, it's an alias that Han Solo used in the Paradise Snare, which I haven't read. But Corrin Horn also uses it as an alias when he goes undercover with a group of pirates in I, Jedi, which I have read and is awesome. Keep up the good work, I've been enjoying the show. Thanks for that. I'd also like to say a big thank you to Bethany, Ben, Mitchell and Pedro for also letting me know. Thanks guys. Our good friend Danny from Maverick Magazine has sent in some scans of an awesome indie toy and John Williams retrospective. You can check it out at the IndieCast Flickr page. Thanks, Danny. Next up is an email from Nathan. Nathan writes, Just wanted to say I enjoy the show and look forward to it each week. I am especially looking forward to The King of the Crystal Skull as I wasn't born when the original three came out in theatres. So this is going to be my first indie experience on the big screen. And I'm also going to make this the first movie that I will see on opening day, and preferably the midnight opening if I can find one around here, just so I can experience it. Anyway, keep up the great work. Well thanks Nathan, it's great to hear how much you enjoy the show, and I'm glad Indie 4 will be your first opening day Joel from Sweden emailed me with a link to a great wallpaper he created in Illustrator using the Disney Indiana Jones logo. Check out the show notes for a link. Thanks Joel! Josh from Minnesota wrote, Hey Ed, love the show. You do a great job and it's really made me realise again how much I love Indy and how I'm more pumped than ever for Indy 4. Speaking of being pumped for Indy 4, this was just released on Good Morning America here in the States. It's the Indy 4 trailer. Watch it. It looks really awesome. Well, I hope you enjoyed and I look forward to the next instalment of the IndyCast. Thanks, Josh. Well, not only did I watch it, just between you and me, I watched it quite a few times after that. Thanks for the email, and I'm glad you're enjoying the podcast. Damien emailed me in with a question. Damien writes, 
Hello Ed, I've been listening to your indie podcast from day one and I have to say it's about time that somebody did an Indiana Jones podcast. Anyways, I don't want to eat up any more of your valuable time, so here goes my question. I recently noticed a floor with a number stamped on the crate of the Ark of the Covenant is housed. On the official website at www.indianajones.com, the number is listed as 9906573. This can be seen in the background when you log onto the site. There's Indy's hat and whip sitting on top of the crate, and one can only assume it's supposed to be the same crate from the first film. That being said, the movie script lists the crate number as 9906753. Do you have any idea which one it's supposed to be? I had to be one of those typical sci-fi nerds and nitpick every little detail, but when this picture is being used to promote the new film, they should get the info right. Anyways, I'd love to hear your opinion on the topic. Keep up the excellent work with the podcast. Firstly, thanks so much for your feedback, and I'm glad you liked the show. Now, as for the inconsistencies, I did some checking, and the Raider.net received word from Lucasfilm that the number on the Indiana Jones 4 teaser poster and website is not meant to reflect the Ark of the Covenant at all. It's just another catalogue number like the one seen on the crate containing the Ark of the Covenant. So there you have it. It's not the same crate. Then again, I did hear that the old guy who does the stenciling may have been dyslexic, so who knows? Next up is an email from Brady. Hey guys, I'm Brady Gorman and I'm from Lubbock, Texas. First of all, I want to tell you just how great your IndyCast really is, which in my opinion is better than the Forcecast. I really think you should make the IndyCast a separate podcast. I've been an Indy fan for about 6 or 7 years. I'm almost 16 at the moment. My introduction to Indiana Jones is actually quite different from others. It all began at Disneyland many eons ago when I was a little tyke who scared easily. My older cousin went on the Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Forbidden Eye ride and tried to get me to come along, but after trying to brave a few minutes in line, the highly realistic cobweb tunnels and skull heads on stakes scared me away crying. A few years later, we came back and this time, the same cousin managed to drag me on the ride. I was scared to death and cried through the whole thing, afraid to find out what would happen next. As the Disneyland week rolled by, however, this one ended up being my favourite ride in the entire theme park. By the time we left, I had the entire ride memorised. When we arrived back home, I quickly rented all three movies and watched them back to back, and I was completely blown away by them. I wasted no time in putting the special edition DVDs on the top of my Christmas list, as soon as I learned they were being released. I'm now eagerly awaiting Kingdom of the Crystal Skull alongside millions of other indie fans. Speaking of which, I saw the Indie 4 trailer the minute it hit online and I just want to say that though the footage of the movie itself looks fantastic and just how an indie movie should, I thought the overall structure of the trailer could have been done a little better because it just wasn't how I imagined it would be and lacked the overall suspense that I thought it should have. Oh well, it's just a teaser. Maybe we'll get more of what I hoped in the extended trailer. Well thanks Brady and I really appreciate your thoughts on the show. The Indie Ride at Disneyland is also one of my favourites, and if you ever get the chance, they have a version of it at Tokyo Disneyland which manages to plus it even more. I must have written that ride till I could understand Indian Japanese. Thanks for the email. Matt sent in a great hand-drawn valentine that combines his girlfriend's love of Disney and Indie. Yep, it's Indiana Mouse, and it's up on the Indie Flickr page, so take a look. I'd like to say hi to Jason and Charles. These guys host a great comic book based podcast called Fanboy Face Off. Jason writes, Charles and I both love your show and are really looking forward to the film. My favourite film is The Last Crusade. I thought the third movie really developed the characters the best and is the one that I can watch over and over again. Raiders is a close second but I have to laugh every time I watch the scene when the arc is opened. I remember being terrified the first time I saw that as a kid but not being able to look away. By the way, 
Charles is one of the lucky few that were able to get one of the autographed Harrison Ford picks that sold out in 15 seconds from official picks. I'm definitely looking forward to going over to his house to check it out. Thanks guys for the email. For more info on the podcast, visit www.myspace.com forward slash fanboy And finally, IndyCast listener Mark sent in another great piece of artwork, this time highlighting the Temple of Doom. Nice work, Mark. I've added it to the IndyCast Flickr page, so check it out. He also added his thoughts on the trailer. Mark writes, and if you haven't seen the trailer, again, consider this a spoiler. I must say, seeing the trailer was an awesome thing. Kind of wish they hadn't shown the Raiders, Temple and Last Crusade montage. That would have left more time for the new Indy footage. Oh well, it was great, and seeing Indy really using his whip was also great. Can't wait till the next trailer hits. Well, I totally agree. Thanks, Mark. If you have an indie tale, a new story, or just want to say hi, send me an email at ed at comicgenius.com or you can discuss any of the stories you heard today in the dedicated forums at rebelscum.com. Don't forget, you can also send in your indie-related photos to me and I'll add them to the IndieCast Flickr page at www.flickr, that's F-L-I-C-K-R.com forward slash photos forward slash IndieCast. Well, that was huge, and it looks as though each episode is only getting bigger. Remember to check out the show notes for further details on all the stories we covered. Special thanks to IndyCast correspondent Mitchell Halleck, and as always, Jason, Pete, Jimmy Mag, Dan, Dustin, Jay, and everyone at TheForce.net. This is Ed Dollister telling you to remember... If adventure has a name... It must be Indiana Jones. This podcast is not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or Paramount Pictures and is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. The official Indiana Jones site can be found at www.indianajones.com. Indiana Jones, all names and sounds, and any other Indiana Jones-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of TheForce.net LLC unless otherwise indicated. Not as easy as it used to be.